You're listening to the Slaying Self Doubt Podcast, where we empower black women to overcome their fears, doubts, and insecurities in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Hey, y'all. So I did a thing. I actually did two things. Um, I took two ideas that God gave me and I wrote them down. I have created a digital downloadable e-guide to starting your own podcast it is called using the power of your voice I took my lessons and the things that I've done and how I got started and how I got to this place and I put them down and I wrote them for you to be able to start your journey so if you've been listening to me and during this time you've said you know what I really want to start a podcast God's put it on my heart or I have something I need to say but I really don't know where to start this is where you start I have created the starting point for you so if if that's what you've been waiting for there it is you can go right to the website and you can pick it up the other thing that I um, wrote was a prompting journal um, I, y'all hear me all the time saying that I journal and I do a lot what I have learned is that through this process I've had to go through different areas of my life to be able to kind of just break down the walls so the prompting journal goes through self-doubt it goes through insecurities it goes fear anxiety releasing control peace and then um, continuing the journey so if you feel like that you are in a place where you need to um, really dig deep and just try to um, break those barriers and the things that you have and you really want to overcome your fears doubts and insecurities here's another starting point I advise that you get the prayer journal and you really use that intentionally whether it takes you six weeks or six months it really allows you to be able to reflect on what it is that God is calling you to do without um, any distractions or anything and their intentional questions about you your purpose and your journey so go to the website www.feliciawallace.com click products and you will find them there Michelle McKinney defines herself as a dream architect. She helps women discover, design, and bring their God-given dreams to life. Michelle launched Dreams Unleashed knowing that this was God's big dream for her. It was the perfect intersection of her entrepreneurial roots as a child, strong people skills, and understanding. Join us as we discuss the journey behind Dreams Unleashed. Welcome back to another episode of the Slaying Self Doubt Podcast. I am here with Michelle McKinney from Dreams Unleashed. Y'all, when I tell you that I have been waiting for this conversation, because if y'all don't know, Michelle is the bomb. First of all, let me just, I'm I'm (laughs) telling you, anybody who has talked to her, been underneath, like, they already know, but I had my own personal experience with Michelle last summer. And when I tell you she got me all the way together, she got me all the way together. That's the reason why I'm still back here doing what I'm doing. Cause she told me go back to the podcast and do that. And I'm just like, okay. Um, welcome Michelle. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so proud of you, Felicia. Oh, thanks so, so much. Proud. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, Michelle, tell us, well, tell them about you <laughs> and just how you got started with Dreams Unleashed. Yeah, sure. So, I have been an executive assistant, and I'm using present tense because I still do that work on a full-time basis. Um, I've been, I have been an executive assistant for about a little over 20 years, and in that space, I've always been great at helping executives to balance their personal and professional lives, but then also have clear understanding about what is the goal, what's the vision, what is it they want to achieve, and so my role as their assistant was to help them to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I brought to the table in that is that, you know, typically in the executive assistant space, like many gazillion years ago it felt like anyway um before i was doing that work um people were allowed to ask their assistants or at that time they were called secretaries to do personal things whereas but as things have progressed you're not allowed to but for me that has become a passion of mine now granted when i say you're not allowed to that means in (laughs) corporate settings you're not allowed to in private companies they do you know different things yeah um and but and so for me that had just been something that was important to me that you know the executives that I felt like God had sent me on assignment with, 
they often were struggling with their personal lives because they were running so hard in their mm. professional, but privately they were suffering through trying to figure out how do I balance all of this. And so it seemed as if God kept sending me on assignments with senior executives, that that was a challenge. And so I got better and better at it. Right. Wow. So as time progressed, um, I felt like God was like, you know what, Michelle, you've been doing this work for executives for some time. Now I want you to be able to take that uh, work ethic and uh, the experience and everything that you learned working with all these incredible companies um, such as uh, American Express, Fannie Mae, Starbucks. I was at Zion Church for some years as well. Take all that experience and I want you to pull it together to help everyday women just like you to help them to figure out how do you juggle and balance it all while you relentlessly pursue your God-given dreams and your purpose. And so that's where that kind of culminated from. So it was a wonderful progression. And I think that's true of all of our lives that we don't look at our lives. I don't think anyway, we should anyway, as isolated events that, okay, now I work at McDonald's. Okay. Now I work at this company. Okay. Now I work at that company. No, it's just like sort of like going through a grocery store. If you want to go make a cake, I say often that you have to go through all the different aisles to get the ingredients of the cake for where you're going and so yeah even if you worked at mcdonald's what did you gain from that that's now Mm. going to progressively help you to what the next milestone and the next marker of where god's taking you in your assignments that is so good see y'all already just in her you know what (laughs) i love you girl So as, as you got started with this, I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure that even with having that information, um, going into anything new, especially for yourself, when it's your baby, it's scary. Like you want it to be really, really good. And you want, you know, you don't want to disappoint yourself, (laughs) you know, that's first. Mm -hmm. And then when God gives you something, I know firsthand that it's even more petrifying because you're just like, well, you know, like he told me this, is he sure? So how... Uh, self-doubt showed up in your journey. Do you want immediate access to new episodes, products, events, and freebies? Join the Slaying Self-Doubt family today at www.feliciawallace.com. That's www.p-h-i-l-i-c-i-a-w-a-l-l-a-c-e.com. So I think a couple of ways. I think one, in starting out as a business owner, um, you often start sometimes as giving it away for free. And so in the (laughs) beginning, it was, are people really going to pay for this? Yeah. And so I was afraid to price it and I would price it super low, which I think at some point when you are starting, you know, and especially in service, um, providing services that you kind of inch your way up, you know, as you go. And so initially I think it was wise for me anyway, to start out with, okay, let me test this model. Let me give it away for free first, meaning bringing people together. All right. Well now it's sort of like getting in the pool and you're not sure if you want to, if you know how to swim or afraid of the pool or if it's just like maybe you haven't been in the pool in a while so you go to the pool and it's like you know you go there and you're fully clothed and then <laughs> fully clothed, you're looking at the water like mm, it's looking kind of cold over there i don't know right so you then you finally take off your cover up yeah. and then you go to the side of the pool and then you dip your toe in right yeah. to see Ooh, how cold is it right yeah is it warm and then after you dip your toe in it you say okay let me crouch on down right. and then first my left foot in and now I'll put my right foot in, right? Yeah. And then before you know it, you have to convince yourself mentally, okay, let me slide on into oh, the pool. Right, right. And then by that time, as women anyway, we're like waist deep. Yes. So now it's like, okay, now the bottom of my body is getting a little warm, but the top of my body is getting it's cold. cold. <laughs> so then you got to do the, and then you're thinking about your hair, you know, if you're a black woman anyway. And you're like, okay, this is my psyche anyway. On the count of three, I'm just going to dump my whole body yes. into the water, right? <laughs> So it's like count three, one, two, three. And then just you immerse yourself and then you come back up, right? Yeah. And then when you come back up, it's like, whew, okay, I got that over with. Yeah. Now let me enjoy the pool. Right, right. That's how I think it it was in terms of trying to walk through that pricing doubt of are people going to pay for this? And is this the right service? And so, you know, for me, it was inch by inch. And you learn along the way. You know, I say that when we are starting Part of our thing that gets in our way is trying to get it right. Yeah. But you're not going to get it right. And you have to get over that, that you're going to mess up. The thing is, guess what? You are going to mess up. You yeah. are not going to, everything is not going to start off off the jump. I think part of the obedience with God is 
I think he often wants to see, are you willing to move? Mm. And once we're able to get up and move, you know, I believe that he ends up kind of tapping you a little bit. So let's say if you're veering off to the left, it's almost like he does a tap, 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 tap. Okay, move on a little bit. Oh, right there, right there. Stay right there. That's where you're supposed to be. And I think that that doesn't happen until we start moving. And when we start moving, just that whole piece is that he makes our path straight then he begins to show us where the right spot is, but you're not going to get that right spot unless you start moving. And so that means we like to call it failure, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's really learning. And so you have to get through that process of learning. It is the the equal of, I say, in order to get to a destination, you have to have a passport. And if our destination, let's say, is success or dream fulfillment, whatever it is, mm-hmm. the stamps that have to show up along with all the wins repeatedly are failure. Failure, wow. if that's what we call it, is going, you're going to get that stamp. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I told you I got my ratchet and righteous with me, right? So, you know, Get a little bit both of Michelle, but Kevin Hart, you know, I think it's him that's like, you're going to learn today. Yes. Yes. You're going to learn today. (laughs) Of doing what it is that you're called to do. You're going to learn today. And part of that learning is that you have to embrace that you are going to mess up. Yeah. Part of your learning process. I think that's the scary part. Um, Exactly what you said is exactly probably what I'm going through right now. And I still go through, but Mm -hmm. that whole tapping or prompting that God is kind of moving you in this direction to be able to Mm -hmm. do things. It's a difficult thing because you're always second guessing yourself. You're always saying like, should I be doing this? Is this the right way? Is this the wrong way? How, you know, how is, if you're looking at other people and you're just saying like mm. they're going about it, doing it this way, it seems so easy for them. How come I can't get myself together? And then whatever your own personal insecurities are, your own personal mm-hmm. doubts, your own mm-hmm. personal issues, all of that is just like fogging up your glasses and you yeah. can't, you can't really see. And um, for me, it's like, it takes a lot for me to like get myself going. But once I get there and I'm in alignment, it's just like, boom, 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 boom. Everything just starts happening and flowing. And I'll be like, wait a minute. <laughs> Sometimes I have to be like, okay, slow down. Cause I'm, I'm ready, but I didn't even, you know, I needed to get where I was supposed to be. And some of it is me having to just like slow down and just mm-hmm. like take things one by one. But yeah, that when you say that, like, I think you're right. Like the fear of failure is big but understanding that you will fail i'm you know i guess it would be yeah and and the other thing that i think shows up is the fear of rejection for for some of us like that shows up for me yeah and when it shows up for me very transparently there's like one area of my life that it shows up like all the time i like to say that you know for those who are people um, I'm happen to be a Christian. I know that we all come from different spaces, um, mm-hmm. but just to give context for what I'm going to share is that I think they are often from a faith perspective, um, the easy button that Satan has, that mm. the enemy has, that's just like, you know what, if I can get her thinking about this, it'll yeah. set her off on a tangent for a good two days. Right. Listen. And so there are thoughts like for me, because, and what I realized, so one of the challenges that I have sometimes that it shows up and it's not always, but it shows up is do they really want me to be here at this table? Mm. Do I really belong here at this table? Right. And that has to do with rejection. And so then if I take the thought process of, okay, this is really not about them. Where did this first show up in my life? that I started to feel this for me. It was as a child for turning five when my mom passed away and just not wanting to be a burden mm. on my aunt and my uncle who took me in. Yeah. And so I would do so many things, even as a four turning five-year-old, that I wanted to always get it right. I wow. wanted to make sure I had straight A's and maybe a B here and there. But for the most part, I tried to be a straight A student because, and I tried to help out around the house. I tried to do so many things because... Yeah. I didn't want to be rejected because on the other side of things, my brother who was five years older than me, he bounced around to multiple houses. Wow. I didn't. And so I saw what was happening to him and I'm like, I don't want that to be me. And so yeah. I got to make sure they like me. And so that shows up 
in my adulthood at points, not always, but yeah. in certain little pockets that Satan knows that's her easy button. If I can get that trigger going, then it'll start her reeling in her mind. Yeah. And the only way for me, and I think for most of us to deal with that is that because that is often lie and false truth. Yeah. So then you have to counter it with truth. Yeah. So for example, during the whole COVID pandemic, I had a toothache and it was really bad. And I was like, oh gosh, I got to get mm, to a dentist. But I was scared because I'm like, how do you go to a dentist and they're going to be breathing over you? Yes. And breathing them? And then I'm like, okay, what if I bring it here to my kids and all this kind of stuff, right? So I had asked the staff, uh, I work also part-time at Zion Church, and I had asked the staff, I was like, y'all, please pray for me. And I actually have a card. I'm sitting here looking at it right now. Um, everybody was so helpful um, in just praying and encouraging me, like, you know, you'll be fine. But Susan Kellum, who's on staff, she sent she sent me this scripture that said, that was from Psalm 121, seven to eight, and it was a new international version. And very much like I've told you to personalize scripture, yes. I took that scripture that she gave me and I personalized it and I put it right here in front of where I'm working all the time. And the way I personalized it, it says, Michelle, the Lord will keep you from all harm. He mm. will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. Yes. That was the scripture she gave me. And so I held on to that. And so the only way I really believe to effectively deal with those falsehood, those false truths, the imposter syndrome, all the things that try to show up in your brain yeah. is to counter it with what the word of God says. Like, but what did he say? This is yeah. what man says. This is what you say. Yeah. What did God say? Yeah, yeah, that is so, so, so true. Um, yeah, I told you offline that I have, <laughs> I have the passage that you gave me written on my wall. It's a reminder to me. I found some other ones. Um, I think uh, I'm gonna have to turn around. Hold on. <laughs> it's uh, Judges six fourteen, and that uh -huh. um, basically says that uh, go with the strength you have. Because one of my fears. Mm is that I don't have enough. I'm not enough. I'm not, I don't have everything that I need. And at the end, basically it says, I go with the strength you have. I am sending you. And oh, I, love I remind it. myself that like, he's sending you, he's sending you mm -hmm. out into this, whatever it is that he gives you every time you, you know, pitch somebody, every time you've requested whatever, anytime that I do something, I'm like, if it's in alignment with him, he's sending me so he will mm -hmm. give me everything I need to be able to go into that next thing and you know even even though I read it sometimes there's days where I'm like well are you sure you yeah. want me you know you want somebody else you Moses Moses <laughs> I know <laughs> Mm -hmm. and me too me too and, and i think that like you one of the things that you're saying is like just having the self-awareness that you know that that's where it comes from and so mm -hmm. i'm almost always grateful that i did the work prior to actually like being in this space because even as you were talking about with the making the cake and like taking bits and pieces of your life to bring you to where you mm -hmm. are right now I know it showed up when I was working in my corporate job or it showed up, you know, as a, as a wife, as a parent, as a sister, as a daughter, it shows up everywhere. And then just trying to like work on those things to, you know, be better every day. Like, but I have to acknowledge that, you know, I'm afraid to fail. I'm also afraid of succeeding. <laughs> you know, like that. And that's a reality. Yes. And because I know that I'm like, it sounds crazy because everybody wants to do great. But I'm in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, what if God gives me everything I've asked for? Mm -hmm. oh, that makes my stomach hurt saying it right now. Like, it's just, mm -hmm. it's like, but what if, I mean, it's possible. And I'd be, you know, I definitely would be grateful, but it's still that, that, that thing in the back of my head, this asking, I'm asking myself, but am I worthy of that? Have I done the work to deserve whatever he gave me? But if he's going to give it to you, you know, Lord, I'm, I'm going to take it just now. I'm going to take it all. Which so, means that whatever the things are that we've asked him for, then the time that we have now, let's position ourselves to receive it. Yeah. There's that in the movie, one of my favorites, um, I think it's Remember the Titans anyway, um, when the coach is walking, is he's talking and then they're showing him walking through 
the locker, the halls of the school. And he's talking about, you know, you got to prepare for the rain. If you're asking God for the rain, you got to prepare for that. Yeah. Rain. Yeah. And so because we are asking God for the rain, whatever that looks like for our lives, you know, if I'm asking God for more money, okay, God, and I'm talking right back to myself because that's the space that I'm in, is that I'm not necessarily, I haven't specifically asked God for more money, but I know that I'm in a space where I'm becoming more disciplined mm. about my money. And what I'm seeing is that the more disciplined and the more, the better steward that I'm becoming in terms of giving back to him yeah. in, in the local church, but then also in other ways through philanthropy, yeah. the more he's entrusting back to me because he believes that he can be a conduit through me. Right. If the money flow is going to get stuck with me, he's not going to keep sending me more money yeah. because it gets stuck with me. So even if it could come through a non-believer yeah. and that non-believer can get the money and flow it to who it needs to get to, yeah. guess who won't get it? Yeah. It's the law of reciprocity is that that person will receive it. So I'm trying my best. It doesn't, again, you don't get it perfect. I'm trying my best to be a good steward so that God can say, yep, I trust her. I, I yeah. trust her to do that. Yeah, that's so good. I didn't even think about it. Like that, that is a, that's a great, great analogy and a great point of just like even using your gifts. Like if you hold on to your gift and you don't, you know, put it out there for other people to, to receive from you um, because others are connected to us, then I also don't want that to stop either. You know, some, you know, now that that's I know right. what it is, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get it out because otherwise Make you will do be somebody else. Yes, and yeah. you will be accountable. You know, yeah. because that that's back to that Esther four fourteen is that you know he chose you. Like yeah. he looked for you know all the way through, and maybe he had asked somebody else to do it, and then they weren't moving, and so he was like, "All right, well, they ain't trying to move. I need this to get out." Yeah. As much as he loves me and he loves you, yeah, he also loves what the assignment is. He mm. has God has such a a bigger picture than just satisfying me and you and waiting on me and yes. you to do everything, right? Yeah. He's trying to bring a whole world to salvation, yes. like a whole world to yes. salvation. And we have to all do our part. And so that part that you're talking about, that Esther 414, where it says, for if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise from the, for the Jews from another place. Another place, yes. So, it's like, I want to do it through you. You yeah. are my chosen one. Yeah. I want to do it through you. But if you decide to remain completely silent, and yeah. you're not going to move, I'll get somebody else because he is so faithful in that he said, my word will come forth. Yeah. What he said will happen, it will happen. And we will not be the cogs in his word yes. returning what he said it was going to bring. Yeah, that is, yeah. I, I'm telling you, after that day, I was like, oh no, I'm <laughs> I will not like that. I that I say I always say I don't ever want to see slam self die with anybody else's name on it because Hello. I know it came you know through him to me and you know I sat on it long enough and so now that I'm it's go time I gotta I just gotta keep moving. So throughout this journey, what have you learned about yourself that you didn't know before? Thank you for tuning in every week. Your support does not go unnoticed. If you truly love this podcast, please remember to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Oh, that's such a good question. I know. <laughs> I think, um, you know, one thing I'll say, I, I've talked about this to other people before, is that I got to stop saying what I can't do. And I typically know what I do know about myself is that if you want to see me do something, tell me I can't do it though. No. <laughs> and, and I will prove you wrong. Um, and so I have seen that I have done a lot of things, but there was this one area and this was, so during my time frame. So I, when I worked at Zion church, I, when I left Zion church, I started then um, I'll be able to assess whether or not I can still do this alone mm -hmm. or if I have to go back into the workforce. So I was still in that learning space and it was like, mm -mm, it's not enough money coming to take care of this family. Yeah. And so I was like, I got to go back in. So that's when Starbucks came along, which was such a blessing. And the thing about Starbucks was that Starbucks, even though um, what they sell is coffee. One of the things that Starbucks is so good on is really understanding data and consumer habits and trends and all those kinds of things. And so I was the assistant for the senior vice president of this particular market that we live in, right? She is a brilliant woman, brilliant. Um, Howard 
um, alumni, and she really just believes in pouring into other people. Nice. And the one thing that I used to always say is, I'm not good at numbers, not good at numbers, not good at numbers. Mm. Um, and so I was afraid of numbers, and it, it showed up in my personal life too, right? Because yeah. I kept saying, I'm not good at this, I'm not good yeah. at this, I'm not good at this. And so the job, when I applied for it, it was for an executive assistant role. And I'm like, oh, I got, I could do that, right? Yeah. Granted, you're so nervous going into the interviews because Starbucks has like a ton of rounds of interviews that you have to go through before oh, you can wow. the hiring <laughs> manager. And so they're very thorough to make sure it's the right chemistry and skills and all yeah. those things. I appreciate. And so once I, when I applied for the job, I was like, yeah, these are all things that I can do. I've made it through the hiring process. When I got into the job, I realized that you had to know numbers mm. because she was into the numbers. Like she is so daggone good. She's so smart that she could tell you if today is Thursday, she could tell you what her end numbers would be in terms of her whole market for sales but and forecast it and be within thousands of dollars wow and and she because she was that good with understanding numbers and yeah. data and consumer habits and looking at you know past trends and stuff right so because that was the world she lived in and that was the expectation of so many others as your as her assistant you, you gotta it. come up alongside yeah. right you don't have to be her but if she's not available and she needs something because she's on the road and she's calling yeah. You gotta pull them numbers. Yeah. And it was the most nerve wracking thing <laughs> because I had that level of insecurity in me. But what yeah. I appreciated about her so much is that when she was in town, she would call me in her office and she's like, All right, Michelle, let's go through the numbers. And remember, I said, You gotta refer back to this chart because this will tell you this. So yeah. if this is this, what is that? And so then she would do the teaching moment. But then when she on the road, hey, I need you to send these numbers up to Seattle. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Lord, have mercy. I got to do it by myself. <laughs> I got to do it by myself. So it got me to a place where I became more confident. Yeah. Now, granted, I'm still not, nor will I think I ever will be unless God does something miraculous. I won't ever be the person that is the financial analyst yeah. or the data analyst. But mm -hmm. I love that. I love the idea of numbers and the fact that they tell a story and you have to pay attention to the numbers of the numbers, right? Yeah. And so what that taught me is that I felt like God was like, you can't keep saying I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, but you keep also saying with a double mouth, yeah. I can't do numbers, right. I can't do numbers, yeah. I can't do yeah. numbers. Yeah. Because as a man speaketh, so is he. Yes. And if you keep speaking that over your life, you're not going to do numbers. You're right. So what that taught me is that yeah, you can do it, but you got to be mindful of what your mouth says over your assignment. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I, I'm a big, I'm a big, I can't person as well where I'm like I can't do this I can't do that and it showed up um for me I kept saying I wasn't I'm not creative um and it was mainly talking about like marketing stuff and, and <laughs> because of my previous job if I needed a anything I don't care if it was a letter <laughs> a poster they had a whole organ you know a whole team for that mm -hmm. I would just tell them this is my idea can you make it right and, mm -hmm. back and I'd be like oh great this is exactly what I'm looking for when you're doing it for yourself I'm like it sounds mm -hmm. good but when you put it together I'm like this looks like crap like I don't even understand but it was because I kept saying I'm not creative I'm not creative and then one day I just I it like hit me and well I guess I'm, I'm sure it was him you know God just saying like if you keep saying that you won't be right and That's so right. I started saying I am creative and then I had mm -hmm. to find other ways to prove to myself that I'm creative right like I right. know how to cook I can cook almost anything um, yep. as I see it I can follow a recipe I just know what's that so I'm like I'm creative in that sense I'm creative mm -hmm. when it comes to writing I'm you know when my kids need something for a project I can look at something on Pinterest and I can create it and and I don't you know like so I am creative like mm -hmm. it just it may not show up the same way I'm not I'm not a graphic designer I will never be a graphic <laughs> designer but I can make it work for however I need to until the time comes to add that to my team right and so it was Absolutely. really about like I have to take a whole lot more time to do it um but I'm intentional about saying like as long as I have the basics and I have the foundation of what I want to do I can put those 
things into place where it'll work for the time being. Like it's, it it's will. okay. <laughs> it's it fine. Will. It will. And then I think, you know, along with uh, in agreement with what you're saying, I think that obedience and that consistency, I think along the way, as you show your obedience and the consistency to the task, even mm-hmm. when you see it and you do it anyway, I believe God sends helpers that are in terms of resources financially or just in terms of hands yes. or sometimes to cheerlead you and yeah. say, girl, you're doing a great job. Cause there are times that even with what I put out sometimes on Instagram or even in coaching or different things that I'm like, Oh, is this even effective? Yeah. And like, did they get any value out of it? And then I, out of the blue, so to speak, get these random feeling like anyway comments or messages that say just keep going michelle you are such a woman of impact you have yeah. no idea how you're you know helping so many people and i'm like for real right because <laughs> there's that part of you that feels like i don't know if this is like uh, uh, right Every and day. so it, it, it's great because it's almost like being in a race like in a marathon i've never run a marathon maybe one day i will <laughs> I can barely run from one corner of my block <laughs> to the other right now. But if from what I've seen about right. people in marathons, <laughs> that it's like running that marathon and the joy of having people on the sidelines saying, come on, you yeah. can do it, Felicia. Come yeah. on, Michelle. One more mile. One yeah, more mile. Yeah. Right? And that encouragement carries you to the next mile. Yeah. And that's what I think we can do better as a people. You know, granted, I speak. Um, more to women, but I think even more, whether it's men or women, I think we can do a better job with cheering each other on. Yeah, you know, not in a falsehood, like saying, oh, girl, you killing it with yeah, that thing. Yeah. And it's like, good Lord, we'll be over <laughs> soon. <laughs> no, it's one thing when you are gifted and you're progressing, but when yeah. it's just a child, that is not your part of the gift. Right. That's don't lie to the people. Please don't lie to the people. Right? <laughs> but for, for us to be able to do a better job I think of saying girl I'm so encouraged that's how those are ways that sometimes we can be supportive so that it'll give us the fight to go to the next marker and then there will be seasons of your life you won't have nobody yeah you don't feel like everybody including God is radio silent yeah that's the time that you have to be able to pull from your reservoir Mm -hmm. of when you have been feeding yourself which is why it's important to not be malnourished spiritually and within your soul yeah that it's important every single day to be feeding yourself something that is of substance that's going to stick because you will have seasons of famine spiritually it will feel like anyway where it feels like everything is radio silent and so if you have that you'll be able to pull from that reserve that you have that is so good yeah I think that um, and that's difficult sometimes because when you're used to hearing people um, kind of cheer you on or give you that feedback it's definitely a great thing but when because it, you'll have those moments because people have their own lives right like they not it's not necessarily like they they're a part of it but there will be times where you have to do it by yourself I think that we forget, right, that God has gotten us through other things. And so when, for me anyway, sometimes when I get into those moments, that's when I'm like, why'd you leave me? Why'd you? And it's like, no, he's already gotten you through something else. Like, remember that time when you didn't think you were going to be able to get through that and you're here now. So mm-hmm. I try to go back to those things and be like, okay, I thought that was hard. And it was in that season. And so now mm-hmm. if I can get mm-hmm. through that and I can be here, then you know it makes it easier for me i'm like this is a cakewalk i can do that because <laughs> that that thing back there no no i don't want yeah. that ever again so let's talk about dreams unleashed so Yay! do you want a daily reminder that we are on this journey together the slain self-doubt apparel and accessory line is your everyday reminder that we are finding our fears and slaying them click the link in the show notes to start shopping today um Dreams Unleashed. like Yeah. And, you know, before I talk about Dreams Unleashed, let me say this, because if I don't say it, it's going to, I'm going to think about it later. You know, I think that the thing that we are called to do is often also the thing that we will wrestle with our own selves personally. Mm. I think that often, not always, but I think often anyway, God calls people who are so not qualified um, because you, not because, and in that space, 
you won't be able to do it in your own strength. It is a total reliance on God and you have to end up giving glory back to him in that space. The other side of that from, remember I said there's two sides and that there's the God side of things, but then we got to remember that Satan has an assignment too. His job is to get you to quit. And so in that space, remember the easy button, in that space is that if he can get you to think or feel like, I'm dealing with my own anxieties and my own self-doubt. How in the heck I'm going to have this podcast called Slaying (laughs) Self-Doubt? And I got my own self-doubt. Yeah, That's when he makes you feel like you're a counterfeit. Mm. It's sort of like that whole test of when, you know, with him and God, him and Jesus, when it was, um, you know, if you are the son, then do this, you know, (laughs) water and all that. It's like, well, if you really are who you say you are, it's that same thing. That if you really are this woman that's telling people how to slay self-doubt, then you ought to be able to shortly come help and rescue yourself. Right, right, right. right. His tactics are the same. Yeah, you're right. They're the same thing. And so if he can make you feel like you're a counterfeit and keep pushing that agenda, Mm -hmm. it makes you feel like I should just quit. And most people that are in those categories, they deal with the same thing. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they're not qualified for the assignment. No more than the doctor who knows the right things to eat and tells his patients, right. you got to <laughs> do better with your food. And then as soon as he finishes that the, in the middle of the day, he down at the vending machines yes. with uh, <laughs> Pepsi and Cheetos every day. Yes. Every yes. Day. Yeah. But you know, and yeah. He knows, but it's that thing. And then he will get, or she will will get in their own space of how you gonna be a doctor telling people that you need to eat green leafy vegetables and right. drink water and you don't have nothing but a whole case of pepsis right. <laughs> all week long you know yes. so that's that so Thank you for letting me get that out. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. No, but that, I, I agree with that. That's very true. It made me think of uh, the other day, um, just, you know, during this COVID season, one of the things that I've been, I stopped doing it, but initially I was trying to pray away my anxiety like I was just like Lord just get it out like I I just want to be regular like that's all I kept saying like just get it off of me because you know it was intensified in this season but I realized that he's you know he's just going to give it to me I just have to be able to work through it and you know kind of pray through it but I also realized that if I if it went away right then what he gave me in order for me to be able to do this would also be gone. And I was just like, I don't know if necessarily he wants it to disappear because then there would be no need, right? For slaying self-doubt. Listen, Pastor Elwood, also from Zion, said something similar to me when I was having a conversation with him about my own self-doubt, you know, about um, in a specific space of my life where I'm like, do I really want me here? Am I supposed to be here? All yeah. that kind of stuff. And he was saying to me, because it's something that he, he, Pastor Elwood is primarily, there are others, but primarily the person who pastors me mm-hmm. um, on a very, in a very specific areas of my life. Yeah. And so I, he knows that it's something that we've been talking through for some time. And one day, um, maybe last month, we were talking about it again. I was like, you know, it keeps showing up. And he was like, Michelle, you know what? Maybe it'll go away, but maybe it won't. Maybe this will be the thorn in your flesh that yeah. keeps you close to God. Mm. That in order to do this work that He's called you to do with the wisdom, and I'm I th- I'm paraphrasing part of what He's saying, the wisdom of what He's given you to do. This just might be the thorn in your flesh, yeah. you know, very much like I think it was Peter, um, that you gonna have to walk with this thing. Yeah, and yeah. Because it's there, like what you said, it's gonna keep you close to the cross. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. That yeah. Once I realized that, I just was like, okay, well, just get me through it day by day, just so that I'm not <laughs> curled up in a corner somewhere. You know, I had my my resources, and you know, those are one of the things that was like, okay, in order for you to have this and deal with it, you know, do the do the therapy, do whatever you need yeah. to do. So I have things that I have outlets to be able to kind of work through it. I know when he's he's given me enough, you know, awareness to say, okay. In, in this moment, I need you to come to me. In this moment, I need you to sleep. In this moment, Absolutely. I need you to talk to your therapist. In this moment, I need you to, 
realize that this is not anxiety, but it's excitement. Cause for me, it all shows up the same way. I can't tell the difference. Like my body does the same thing. Um, but he, you know, when I have those moments, he'll let me know, like, no, this is real. This is okay for you to be feeling this way, you know, regardless of whatever situation. And this is what I need you to do in order to like, get you know kind of get yourself through it so um yeah i'm just saying i get it and yeah. uh, i gotta make sure i do a self-correct i said peter peter walked on water paul was the one with the thorn the thorn side. That would, oh, yeah that would that would like drive me crazy all day <laughs> <laughs> okay so dreams unleashed Unleashed. yes 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 (laughs) so i started you know um as i was talking about earlier uh i started dreams unleashed and the mission for dreams unleashed is to help women to discover define and confidently live out their god-given dreams that word confidently does not mean that you won't feel the fear it means Mm -hmm. you'll feel the fear and we're gonna push through it you're gonna do it anyway and so it shows up in the space of you know you could be an entrepreneur or desiring entrepreneurship or you could be a career person and you work in a corporate nonprofit or you know any other kinds of environments Mm -hmm. whatever it is the main thing is I want you to be able to be clear about what did God put in you in Mm -hmm. terms of gifts what's stirring in your heart in terms of passion and what problems are you called to solve in this season and throughout the course of your life and from that we end up creating for those who don't know anyway we end up creating a life purpose statement that i call their sweet spot also and then we you know begin to think through what are those things that you are called to do um that's for the person that is trying to figure out what am i supposed to be doing i'm not i'm not clear but then there's also the space of people who are business owners or business leaders like they may work for somebody else Mm -hmm. and they're like i need clarity around what i'm doing yeah then there's others that come sometime that it's like michelle you know i'm doing my work but time management is just like killing me and so that's where that executive assistant um experience and expertise comes in for all all those years and so for me specifically for women although i do have some guys who are clients because they like listen you giving that all to the women (laughs) come holler at me real quick i got something and so in that space it is for women specifically you're you're juggling all these things and you're taking care of everybody else's needs and often putting your own desires and dreams on the back burner yeah how can i help you to make a shift so that you are putting what your desires are to the forefront, but still be able to juggle and get clarity about which of the roles are, do you really need to play an active role in? Because as women at any given time, we can be juggling like 30 different roles that shift from thing to thing, depending upon who's screaming and whose needs are the loudest. And so because of that, we often will say, you know what, everybody else needs me, or we think it, and we push ours in the back burner. So I help women to figure out what it is. Let's bring it to the forefront, and then let's create, if needed, some systems so that you can take care of what it is God put you here to do as well, while still nurturing and caring for the other things that are important in your life. Yeah, that is so good. Like, I thank you for breaking that all the way down, because um, I think that it's it's important that we have the, the overall just the clarity about what it is that you're supposed to be doing. Like you said, in any season as a um, previous leader, I used to struggle with that, like, because um, when you're in a corporate job, it's a little bit, it, I mean, it's a lot different, but as a leader, you're leading, you know, your, um, direct reports. You're trying mm-hmm. to make sure that you're showing mm-hmm. up for them, showing up for yourself, mm-hmm. making sure you're doing the right thing so that you, you know, you look good to your boss and yep. to your boss's boss so that your boss don't look like you don't mm-hmm. know what you're like. You're, it's just like this constant thing that's happening all the time. And, um, it's much is different from entrepreneurship because it's it's on you to mm-hmm. um, be able to like kind of keep it going. But me being able to kind of like mesh both of those worlds together for me, because I have the experience, I love it. it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's been a good thing, but it's also been like, I didn't realize how um, certain things were showed up in my things that showed up in my entrepreneurship journey were actually already there in like the leadership job that I had. But I think because I had a team, I was able to like, okay, if I don't feel comfortable with doing this, if I know somebody else can do it, I would be able to pass it on or I'd be able to, you know, but, but if it's just yep. me, I, I don't got, I got nobody else but me to mm-hmm. get, get the things that's moving. So one of the things I wanted to talk about today is being, um, paralyzed by your fears um Mm. and how 
for whatever, whatever space someone is in today who's listening to this, how, like, what are some steps they can take to kind of help them um, just kind of navigate through that space? Because I think that we've all been paralyzed by fear. Like, you will have it. It will come. There is something that will, that, that will show up and get you kind of there. And like, what, what can we do? Because it's, it's annoying. <laughs> it is. It's annoying when you know you you need to do something, but you just get like it's it feels like you can't mm-hmm. like you're just like stuck in this space and you just like you can't move you can't do nothing 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 <laughs> nothing at all nothing so here's what I think I think that when we are in that space I think one of the key things you know there's probably multiple things that you could do but here are the key things for me is as I process through my stuff is acknowledge that it's there. Mm. Like acknowledge, like speak it. Like, yeah, this is what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of if I put this out here, X, Y, Z is going to happen. And that's yeah. what I ask clients. I say, what is the voices? What are the voices telling you? Yeah. Let's talk about this because the voices they telling you something, yeah. even if you haven't spoken it verbally and put it yes. to the ear, the voices are saying something. Mm-hmm. The voices are saying perhaps, you're going to fall on your face. People are going to say you stupid. Yeah. What were you thinking about? You were scamming them. You yeah. ain't really here from God. You know, all those things. Yes, they'll, yes. they'll say that. So then it becomes for me, okay, so now we know what the voices say. What is the worst case scenario that can happen in this situation? Mm-hmm. And say it. Like, say it. Okay, I'll lose my money. I will, you know, I would have lost, let's say, if you are, you know, deciding to start a business and it's like, you know, well, dang, will it really will it take off this, that, and the other? Okay, well, what's the investment? A thousand dollars. Okay, yeah. can you make another thousand dollars? Has God been faithful in your life that you'll make that over? Yeah, probably so. And so think through and say, and or write, actually, even better, write out all the horrible things that mm. you see can come of it. Because that's what gets us stuck is that before you even get on the bike and ride, you're so afraid of falling, but you haven't thought through, like, what is the heaviness of it? Yeah. I'm going to break my neck. I'm going to die. I'm right. gonna and so it's like, get all that stuff on paper, whatever yeah. it is. Now, let's use your good your good God reasoning yeah. and God's track record with you. Yeah. What if those things, if, is that, is, what's the likelihood of that's going to happen? Yeah. But then also, if it does happen, what I say to myself is, how has God shown himself faithful in the other areas of my life? Mm -hmm. Mm. Because part of it sometimes for me is, did God say to do this? And you talked about this earlier. Was this God or was this me? Yeah, yeah. And I remember years ago, I was at a um, conference for... It was a, it was actually, it was a conference for women, a friend of mine, Susan Wanderer, um, she invited us to her church out in Virginia. I think it's like Mount Ararat is the name of her church. And she had invited all of us who were moms who had adopted children internationally. And so, cause we, you know, you had kind of gone through this journey together. And so we came out to a friend of hers house named Katie, who had a great time. And we went to go see Jen Hatmaker, who also was, a, who also is an adoptive mom and is passionate about adoption and foster care. And so Jen, when she got up on the stage and she was talking about just our journeys, she said, we get so afraid that we won't do anything. She said, we think, and I'm paraphrasing what Jen said, she said, we think that God's going to be, I told you widows, not the homeless. (laughs) And her point was, God is not that hard. If our motivation and our, or not motivation, our motives are right that he's going to sit here and just like beat you over the head that I ain't tell you. No. Yeah. My heart was, God, I thought you, I thought you were telling me through prayer. I thought you were saying to go serve this family. I didn't realize it. Right. The motivation was right. Remember I said before, just get moving. Yeah. That's often what he wants us to do. And so, you know, in being and helping yourself to get unstuck, you got to say what it is that you think is going to happen. What is the fear? And then go back and look at God's tracker record with you. Yeah. God has been such a great provider for me. And even when I did dumb stuff, yeah. dumb stuff, 
he has recovered. I mean, I don't, I don't even watch sports, but I do hear certain terms. So I know like little tidbits, but when they talk about ball recovery, let me tell you, I don't care who you put up against them. They nobody got nothing on God yeah. on ball recovery. Like nobody, yeah. nobody, nobody got a better rebound assist than God. Period. Yeah. He has always helped me to rebound. And I'm not saying that we just go out here and just do stupid stuff. Yeah. I'm talking about the things that God's like that you feel you feel it in your heart because it's in there and you feel it. Yeah. And it's like, girl, just go do it. Yeah. Now, not unless he's closing doors, you know, then that's different. Yeah. But if the door and you knock in and it's like, wait a minute, that door kind of opened up and cracked open. Let yeah. me go on and walk yeah. through that sucker real quick and see Peek what's around. up. around. Yeah. Yeah. And I literally have asked God, and there have been opportunities that have come my way. And I have asked God, God, if that's not what you want for me, close the door yeah. to the point that it's so clear that you close the door. Yeah. And let me tell you, he for I will say I can only speak my own experience. He has been faithful. I remember one time I was applying for a job at a place that I really liked. And I thought I was like, I really wanted to be there. The HR person called me and we had a great conversation. And that was just the introductory. She said, okay, great. We're going to bring you in for an interview. When I got off the phone, I remember I was at the Michaels over in Bowie, Maryland. <laughs> I got off the phone. I was excited. But then that voice was like, is this where I'm supposed to be here, God? And so I immediately prayed. I was like, God, if this is not where you want me, have her lose my resume and then not ever call me again about this job. Yeah. I never heard a word. Wow. I never heard a word. And so that's just me is that, you know, some people might say that's fleecing God, you know, call it what you like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there are times where I'm just at God, close the door. That's yeah. not for me. Close the door. Cause I don't want to walk through unless I got your grace and your covering and I, your favor in that space. I'm the same way. Like I, I tell people, I, when I, and when I ask God something, I'm like, I am not, it needs to be clear. If it's not clear, I will, cause I, cause I know how I am, you know? And I was like, I, I, when I ask God things, I'm like, you need to be specific. I needed to come a certain type of way. It needs to come from this person or it needs to show up in this way. Make it clear to me um, what it is. I remember years ago, <laughs> All of the leaders, like, um, I was one of the youngest leaders that was there. And even going into my job, it was based on somebody that knew me who really took a chance on me as a leader. And I was grateful yeah. for it. But all the people around me were getting let go. And so I was just like, I remember going into work that day and just was like, God, if I am going to lose my job, please let me know. But if not, Please let me know that too. I need to know wow. that I'm uh, I'm okay. And I remember going into work. My director called me and she was telling me about somebody else who had got let go that, that day. Um, and so mm. she was like, let me just tell you this. You are fine. You will not lose your job. And I just was like, oh, Jesus, thank you. Like, I, I needed, because I was like, I needed to know that. Like, I needed to hear it because I, I was mm. nervous. Like, I was like, I don't even know why these people are getting fired. Like, what is happening? And every mm. day, like, every time something comes up that's big to me i'm like god i need you to make it very clear make it plain or else i that's I don't, right I, I can't i can't i i know I, I is this to a sign to exit is this a red flag yes or like in a you know do like yeah nah they, no 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 can you open the door for that no no yeah. no that's a red flag yeah. don't mess with that dude, right no is it a red flag or is it proceed i got you yeah I yeah know it look crazy i know it feel like you gonna drown in this sea but yeah. trust me, I got you. Others yeah. may have not passed it, but you're not others. I got you. I called you to yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's so important. Um, I remember when I when I first knew that I was supposed to leave my job, and I like I remember the day he told me and everything. But I put my own stuff in it, right? So when I you know called my husband to tell him, you know, God told me to leave my job. He like when? So I I had figured it out in my head. I was like, well, I could leave in October, and in that way, I have November, December, January, all over. Like I'm like we don't have to worry about you know the kids be out for Christmas and all, like I had figured it all and he was just like okay and so then like as the time kind of got closer something was just like you know the Lord not talking to me no more like I thought you wanted me to leave and I had to go <laughs> back and I was like I know you said it was time to go but is it now or is it yeah. later and he yeah. was like not now and I was just like oh 
my yeah. bad. You know, and so sometimes yeah. we got to like, we got to back, you know, even though I was very clear about that, I got so excited, right? That I was just like, oh, let's go. And yeah. I had to wait. I had literally had to wait a whole nother year before I could actually leave because he was preparing me for uh-huh. where I am right now. And so, yeah, being very clear about what it is. Um, Want to connect with me before the next episode drops? Come follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Slaying Self Doubt. I can't wait to meet you. Good, but I like that. So <laughs> acknowledging what's going on in your head and what your mm-hmm. thoughts are and, and saying them out loud and writing yeah, them writing down. down. Um, that's right. Because once they're out on paper, I feel like that, that that's a release of a, a certain type of emotion. A lot of the power, not all of the power, a lot of the power, once you get it out on pen, it's there. That yeah. The power that's kind of holding over your head it gets out there, but then the real power comes in when you look back at God's track record yeah, yeah, with you. Yeah. Oh, that is so good. That's so good. So what, um, so I, if, if you could, after we yeah. go through those, like next day, like once you get that, that done and you've done those things, you've done the acknowledging, you've written it down, you um, looked at God's track record, you mm-hmm. wrote down and acknowledged what the worst worst possible thing could be what would be like a simple next step of being able to just like move forward in whatever it is that direction is that God wants you to go in yeah I I mean I personally think that right creating a plan is important you know I know there are some people that are in the space of no don't create a plan let God you know show it to you and I think there are times where God where God's like no no no, let me just work from the from the white space I think that to be able to strategically write out what are all the next steps helps you to, as they say, eat the elephant one bite at a time. Yeah. And so if it is, let's say that your desire is to start a business, like I would say, for example, next step is to write out a business plan of sorts, you know, mm. whether it is a formal, formal business plan that similar to one that you would submit to a bank, or if it's a business plan, like one that you can find in, um, Christy Wright's book, The Business Boutique, is one that I refer people to often. It's a book that she wrote, she wrote specifically for women on how to turn your passion into profit. Mm. Um, I really, really like that book um, because it's not a business plan that you would submit to a bank, but it's a format that helps you to think through the operations, the vision, the mission, yeah. who you're called to serve, all those kinds of things. So I like that. Um, and so, or if it is that, you know, your thought has been, I really want a promotion. Okay. Yeah. What's your next steps? Yeah. Is the next steps, is it promoting in this area or promoting outside of your department? If it's promoting outside of your department, next step is to get your resume done. And if you don't know how to do your resume yourself, you need to uh, hire somebody. Yeah. And if you feel like you don't have the money to hire somebody, part of those next steps is I need to save X number of dollars to hire this person to be able to revise my resume so that I am in a competitive space that I'm not trying to use the same resume that I've been using for the last five years because resumes now versus resumes 10 years ago, they're totally different yes, because they computers are, <laughs> are um, c- computers are pre uh, viewing the resumes before mm-hmm. they even get to the humans. And so there's certain things that you need to be able, you need to have in those resumes that I think professionals do a great job when they are already in that space. So all that to say, write your steps. Yeah. And once you write those steps down, I like to tell my clients when we're working together in a coaching capacity, let's work together and let's think about timeframes of mm. when this is going to be due so that it's not like, well, yeah, these are all the things. No, 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 girl. Let's, let's, let's put down some dates next to this stuff. Yeah. And in putting down the dates, I do ask them to give themselves grace because mm-hmm. more often than not, we're juggling a lot of other things outside of this dream, whether yeah. it's full-time jobs, whether it's children, relationship, you know, I, our community effort, whatever it is. Yeah. So when we put down a date, yeah, I do want it to be aggressive, but I also want you to take into account the season of your life. Yeah. And so we pull out the calendar and let's think about when would you actually do this? Let's actually put it on the calendar as a date. Yeah. And then the next thing I tell people to do is you got to have accountability. So with whatever mm. the plan is, who is it in your life, whether it's a coach like me or whether it's your girlfriend that, you know, don't take no BS from right. you. Who's not going to be like, okay, girl. Is not playing like, girl, I understand. My kid's been crazy uh-huh. too. No. I mean, the girlfriend is like, yeah, my kid's been crazy, but I still got in here and grinded out and read, yeah. read three chapters of this book because I'm trying to graduate front and get my degree. 
And so it's that person or that, you know, that guy or that, that woman. And there, there are places in my life that I, it, because it's different, I think sometimes that I have male mentors and mm-hmm. I have female mentors. Mm. There are specific areas in my life where I have a male mentor because not that women can't do this. Men just think differently in terms of how they approach things. Mm-hmm. And there are certain areas in my life that I don't need to have any emotional excuse or tie. Yeah. That one of my friends, her friend used to say in this relationship where it was these two guys that were friends and they used to go at it, right? They would go at it in business and, and they were partners. And she said, they used to say, it's business, man. It ain't personal. Yeah. And they will walk away and it'd be done with it. Yeah. And so for example, when it comes to my money, my accountability is two people with my money and they both function in two different ways. Um, my brother is a person that's very tactical that he's like, open the account, Michelle. Like, well, send me a message, open the account. Did you open that savings account? Here's the actual account, Michelle, that you need to open. (laughs) Don't get like the PNC that you're going to be able to go to. Right. Tap this link and you're going to do this one. And then he educates me around that space. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, so what's the mile marker? All right. You didn't, and like, uh, because I've been saving this money, it's just going into the account and I don't even see it, which I love. Because that's part of the goal. Like I have a specific goal of what I'm trying to do to be able to shift up what I have done in the past with my money. Right. And so every once in a while when we talk on the phone, he says, you ain't touched that money yet, did you? (laughs) Now he doesn't even say, yeah. He said, you didn't touch that money. And I'm like, nope, I'm not even touching. I said, every once in a while I do go, I do try to go back in the account and look at it just to make sure that all the auto deposits are actually happening into that account. And so he's like, good. And so because I have a healthy fear of him, of one disappointing him and just because of the authoritative space that he holds in my life, he has to serve as that accountability in that area where some of my other girlfriends, it would be like, yeah, girl, I understand. Come on, let's go to the mall or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Now on the earning side of things, I do have a friend named Stephanie Manns who also does a lot of copywriting for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I love me some Stephanie and Stephanie is my earner accountability. So Stephanie has been the person in my business since we've been friends that is like, you need to charge more. That's not enough, mm. Michelle. And I'm like, no, Stephanie, please. And I hate when she tells me this. I hate it because <laughs> it's not that I don't know it, yeah. but because she has that level of accountability that helps me to see what my worth is. Yeah. That she's that person that speaks into my life that's like, no, this is what it this is what it should be. Yeah. Or even in terms of asking, you know, in a profession, in a career. Nah, this is what you, you know, this is what you say your number needs to be. Yeah. She's that person that says, let's say if you say in your business, I need to make $100,000 in my business and gross revenue this year. She's that person that says, all you got to do is have <laughs> 10 people do this and yeah. 20 people do that. She's that person that breaks yeah. it down. She's so passionate about women, specifically, I think, Black women for Stephanie. I think it's all women, but she has this passion for Black women and earning potential and understanding your worth that I appreciate. And she's that girlfriend that, you know, I told you, we're ratchet and righteous. I'm just being honest with her. (laughs) Listen. I know she could cuss at me and I'd be like, okay, well, I can't forget it, Stephanie. Right, right. Back to her when I need to in other areas. But she's that girlfriend that gives it to me straight. Yeah. They say, no chaser. Yeah. It's like, we ain't playing with this. You said you want this. This is what's possible. Let's make it happen. So again, in my money, it's two different people that mm. serve two different roles. But together, they've never met each other. Yeah. But they know of each other. But they are typically along the same path. But one is helping me to make sure I save it. Yeah. The other one's making sure I earn it. Yeah. And that's important. I think having accountability and having people, the right people, exactly as you were saying, around you makes a lot of the difference. Sometimes I think going into certain things, we tend to lean on the people that we are comfortable with um, mm-hmm. because we know that those people are already on mm-hmm. our side. Right. And so mm-hmm. we like, you know, I'm going to just tell, you know, my sister, I'm going to just tell my cousin or I'm gonna just tell my so-and-so because they like they cheering for you right but the minute you have someone else hold you accountable and you tell them okay this is what I want to do then that person is going to hold you accountable and they're going to say 
I'm waiting on this. I thought that you yep. said you were going to do you, but the other was like, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. You know, and accountability it, changes the game. It does because it makes you, it pushes you and you got to mm-hmm. have the right people and you have to be able to know that. Um, I think you'll go through different phases where you realize, like you said, depending on what the situation is, that person will push you in that area or somebody will push you here. Somebody will push you there. But uh, for me, I know that that it's, it's kind of the same thing of like saying it out loud. Like if I don't say any of the stuff out, it is in my head out, then I'm only accountable to me, which is dangerous because mm-hmm. only I know that I didn't do it. Right. 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 I mean, and you have to be, you know, in terms of you being the person that is asking for accountability. Also, you got to, the person wants to know that you want to deliver. Yeah. Like I know for people who are going to be really good accountability partners to you, they ain't got no time for you being lackluster yeah. all the time, yeah. right? If you are not going to deliver, and it doesn't mean that you're delivering every single time, that's where yeah. the accountability comes in. But for example, we did a, um, during the quarantine, there were four people, three people who signed up to do this thing that I called the breakfast club. That was an accountability morning group to help us get out of bed and get started with our day with a plan. Ooh, okay. <laughs> and so every morning, Monday through, not uh, not Monday through, three days out of the week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I think were our days, we would get on a Zoom call at 7.30 a.m. And sometimes, like, you know, people was, we was in a bonnet or whatever, but we were on Zoom facing, yeah. facing each other. Like, this is what my plan is for the day. And then at 5 or 5.30 that evening, we would all meet back up and say, this is what I got done. That's good. And the value of that group is that I told people that if you wanted to be part of the group, and when I put it out on my Instagram, if you want to be part of the group, you can't be planned. Because yeah. the type of the group space that I'm going to be in is I'm going to be in a space where I'm going to show up and I'm not going to want to disappoint my group members. Yeah. So I'm going to push myself. If I came to group and I didn't do what I was saying, it is because I had a really rough day. Yeah. But I'm going to come to the table because y'all not going to be looking at me like, mm-hmm, weakest link. Yeah. I will not be a weak link. <laughs> yeah. And so that's important. Yeah. You said that earlier. Don't, that's how you get it. The person that tells you you can't do something, that's how you move yourself. Girl. Forward. You don't, sure you don't do. want to be that. I um, compete with myself. I do. Oh man, that's great. I think that um, that's one of the things that at the space that I'm in right now is getting more accountability because I have outside of my like normal, uh, like my normal support um, because I know that one, we're all in different spaces and two, because I need it in my business. And so mm-hmm. just recently I joined another um, account. And it's, it's, it's a small amount of people. I think it might've been like nine or 10 people that's in it, but they, um, we meet like once a week and they're very intentional about like, what did, what, what are your wins this week? What do you need help with? What questions? And they, you know, we do like hot seats and, you know, at first I was like, like I, I don't want to do all of this. That's what, <laughs> because again, it. it makes you have to like move. Right. But I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, either you're going to move or you're going to stay in the same spot and you yeah. got to pick one or the other. And so I want to mm-hmm. move. I want this to grow. I, I have I a vision it. for where it's going to be. And I need those people that's going to be able to help me get to that place. So I definitely mm-hmm. think that is, is, is a great thing. Um, thank you so much, Michelle. I'm so listen, yeah, y'all. So much love. So how can people get connected to you? Because I'm pretty sure there's people that are listening to this right now that are like, okay, between her IG live gems, okay, and her post and Thank his podcast, they like, I need it. Cause I, I, you know, I think I posted the other day, you had a clarity, you only got three clarity sessions. And I'm like, if they don't know by now, know that, that thing, that, that thing probably gone already. Those, those three, Thank y'all better, you, you can on those things they that i'm telling you it's worth it but how can people get connected are ready to unleash their dreams yeah thank you so i like to often say the party happens over on instagram and you know that's <laughs> yes i live a whole lot at michelle uh, and that's m-i-c-h-e-l-l-e dot mckinney m-c-k-i-n-n-e-y uh the website is though is www.dreams-unleashed.com okay Yes, I will make sure I put that in the show notes because um, they got to get into this. They got to know <laughs> all you. about it. Um, thank you so much, Michelle. You are just thank you. You Kalisha. are so awesome. I'm happy to be on here. You are doing uh, such a great job. This is an honor. When I was like, I was like, good lord, she has some great guests on here. <laughs> thank you. 
Thank you so much. All right, y'all. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Until next week, see ya.